You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's RB Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's RB Divas After Show. Hey, hey, <laughs> here we go again. If you love me, Bing is for doing. We're here with another episode of R&B Divas, Divas Last Stand. I'm your host, Larisha Moore. I am Alfred Nolan Thomas II. And I am Bam Erickson. Man, what do y'all think about this episode tonight? It was a little turned up. Yeah, drama, drama, drama. 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 Nikki drama. Yes, Very, Nikki drama. Yes. But we got to save Nikki for last because uh, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about <laughs> with not only Nikki, but the people that surrounded all of the, the issues yes, uh, with that. Yes. So let's let's go with the easy stuff first. Let's talk about Kiki and Michael at Walmart. Funny, shopping. funny, funny, funny. Wanting another baby. First of all, they're at Walmart. <laughs> and for them to put like, oh, Walmart advertising. Oh, product placement. Thank you. But uh, the whole mm. overall thing with Nikki... You know, she's just starting her career right now, like, really starting her career because she's in the studio. She's making great music right now. She just had a little baby boy, but now she wants another girl, you know. And her thing is that she already has six kids yes, already, but she wants another one. I didn't know that Kiki White was only 30 years old. Uh, and mm-hmm. popping out a baby factory. I, you know what? You know what I did not know that idea. kind of took me by surprise. I was like, 30? <laughs> I had to, like, rewind my TV. I was like, 30? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of 30, six kids. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. She but at the good. same time, like she's still young enough right now. I think she's probably one of the youngest one of all the divas right now because mm-hmm. she's 30 years mm-hmm. old. You know, she's at that time where she still can kind of go out there and still make great music for the next 10, 15 years because mm-hmm. she has that youth. Mm-hmm. But I will say let's kind of pause on the baby factory and give yourself to 35 and really try in the next five years to really focus on your career so that you're able to basically like, hey, I can put myself out there as a solo artist. My career is great. So now I kind of take that time off, have another child, and then kind of relive my life as a single solo artist. I, Kiki thinks that she can do both. She thinks she can have her seventh child. She really wants a girl. Yeah, I, she, I just feel she's feeling a high horse. Yeah. I she, just, I just think overall what it is, she feels like she can do both because, like, again, she's she's a mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she feels like, hey, you know, as long as I'm still continuously making music. But at the same time, like when she had her other her other children, she didn't have a solo career. But mm-hmm. this is a point where you see, once again, Mike, how being strong, quiet works. <laughs> he knows how to talk to her. He knows how to go ahead and be uh, let her know that your career's in front. You got all these things going. He's, he's someone that, although he takes the storm on the bun of her, her yeah. abuse, he's still very much a, a powerful person within that relationship and shows his opinion, shows his his manager skills within working with his wife. Yeah. Yeah, He Mike said that, Mara Michael said that, why don't we discuss having babies after their youngest six, um, I guess number six, the youngest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once he potty trains, let's 
let's discuss that. But I think that's him just trying to get breathing air. And, but of course, yeah. but of course, like, yeah, he's just trying to shut up in Walmart. And, because he's what, like nine months now. The baby's like nine months. He should be potty trained next like three, four months. Yeah, I mean, totally. ideally, you would think that the baby would be potty trained within the next three or four months. But like, hey, you know, I'm trying to go to the bathroom on my own. At I'm, least, I'm, maybe Michael thinks if he keeps putting it off that she will eventually no forget no but i you know she has six boys and so she that wants- is crazy though yeah. can, you, can you imagine like my sister has five girls oh gosh <laughs> i'm like five girls and one one guy that I mean, means babies period That's, at one time i mean with, still but like i can't imagine how she feel like with mm-hmm. six boys and no girls yeah. she's just not designed to have boys i mean mm-hmm. girls does she want does she want a, a boy who, my sister? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. She definitely did. She definitely did. Still did. Okay. So, hey. Well, good but luck. But don't keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> don't keep trying. Yeah, well, good luck, Kiki. Gosh, she's 30, so just, I mean. She's still young enough to do it. If she <laughs> wants to keep having babies until she gets a girl, oh, gosh. I, I don't know. I, I think, like, really, like, once her career kind of, like, really get on track and she's really kind of being successful in her solo career, I think she'll kind of put the baby in the back burner because she she would really understand that, okay, well, even though I want another child, but my career is first right now. And mm-hmm. that's what Michael just really trying to focus on is that, yo, your, your career is first. You know, it's the first time you're having your own solo album. It's really trying to focus on this and really kind of, mm-hmm. like, market yourself, brand yourself, and just make everyone aware of who you are as an individual and as an artist. Totally, especially for the fact that she has a, a hit song out right now. That's with yes. Avant. And, you know, prior to that, we probably hadn't seen or heard of Kiki probably since maybe 2000-ish and two that or three. probably one through four yeah. with the kids. Yeah. And then she was like, you know... Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a long time. So, I mean, hooray for her that, you know, she kind of got the single out with Avant. And I just really want her to, I want her to kind of, like, focus on her career mm-hmm. right now. And don't worry about the kid because you you just have a newborn right now, nine months. She really kind of focus on your career right now mm-hmm. because that's the most important thing. And that's what Michael is focusing on. As a husband, as a manager, mm-hmm. as a man, he's I really... I know that you got to juggle that money like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. Just to juggle her is kind of like, ooh. Man, speaking of juggling, let's talk about Celine and her mom, Brenda. Man, like her <laughs> mom is off the whoo. Like she is a you can't cold, change a woman like that. Like she's a cold piece of material, <laughs> man. Because like she really has no feeling, no filtration, and it's like her. It's either her way or no way in a sense. You know, it's kind of odd to say that, but you know, she's really kind of like one of those rock hard people that you can't change. And I think that's why her and Selena go through so much because like they even said when they go to um, the psychiatrist that you're just like me and that's actually what she admires. Is the, I think the you know it's one of those situations where like they are alike and they feed off the same energy which actually, yeah. actually feeds into them arguing. I think it was a great point for Selena to actually take the time and be like you know what I think we need to go to a psychiatrist and then she came at her wrong and the mom tried to check her and make another issue out of it and she was smart enough to be like I'll change what I'm saying but I think this is something we should do I thought that was like a prolific moment for them as a I think the funniest part when I was in the kitchen she was like did you go to college for that when you asked me what the alcohol is <laughs> when she says do you have a degree for that I feel the same exact way when it comes to Angie Stone because she thinks that she's Dr. Phil or Alan or um, Angie Stone just, I, I disagree Angie Stone just have experience working with a lot of individuals and like again like, you know she kind of like transitioned herself to be successful at any degree you mm. know and, and I think a lot of times she just kind of gave her advice from experience I understand that but if I believe that the three of us all have expertise in different areas yeah but black you're a dancer so 
if you all if you were always coming to us about you know dancer moves or hey when you do something and you're just always constantly giving your opinion mm-hmm. because you are well versed in that well, hell I didn't ask for your opinion as far as dancing Larice you know you're good with um you're good with business and other stuff but if you're constantly throwing stuff at me and I don't ask shut up that's just how I feel and I feel like Angie I feel like Andy Stone does that it just depends on the situation because like a lot of times she just kind of like want to get everyone's opinion and then kind of like give her opinion about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, she's looked at as the leader, the mother figure. And it's her job to kind of at least kind of put her two cents in. And that, and that's what she, sometimes she put a little more than two cents. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just think that you got to respect her for her position amongst the divas. I think it ends up becoming a situation where Faith was trying to kind of align her with the girls and kind of become that within the show. And it just... You know, like I said, I think it's a, a task that isn't easy, especially with these mm-hmm. a bunch of women. I, so it doesn't make it easier for her. But I think, as you see, even through this episode, you see how it starts to roll over in the right way as, mm-hmm. you know, Nikki's going crazy and <laughs> all these underhanded things. It becomes Angie who steps in the forefront to actually, you know, confront her about it. I think that was the right person for the job. Well, okay. Well, we... I jumped the gun. My bad. <laughs> I think I don't Angie just for a second because we were talking about the whole doctor thing. Which, we love you know, Angie. Well, but going back to Selena and the mom. And so when they decide to do the therapy with Dr. Shea, so it was all the sisters in there <laughs> with the mom. And, I mean, I have to respect Brenda's honesty. Mm-hmm. She's honest. She says what she She says what she feels. And... I mean, what can you do? But at the same time, like, again, like um, Albert said, Albert said, it's like, hey, they're just alike, you know, whereas that they say how they feel. But at the same time, Selena has a softer side. And I think the softer side is because she has that relationship with her children Mm -hmm. and with her sister versus her mom didn't have a relationship with Selena. And Selena's kind of fighting and wanting that relationship with her mom. But her mom just looking at it like, hey, you you're just another individual in my life, which mm-hmm. is kind of a bad thing. And, like, when they're in therapy, you know, she's like, that's just not me, mm-hmm. you know, to be emotional, to basically to speak out about my feelings. That's like, but that's also something that I didn't agree with when it came to Selena's choices. Like, you finally get your mother to go to, to the psychiatrist with you and go through this therapy. The last thing you should do is, knowing that your mother isn't an emotional, savvy person, is get emotional after your second second word coming out. Mm-hmm. Know it like I think it's one of those like you have these uh, mechanisms that kids use with their parents in order to get their way or really you know, get under their mm-hmm. skin. And I, I you would know that she, Selena should know that her mom wouldn't feed well with that kind of energy. And maybe because she had the show and had the sisters there and everything there. She wanted to go for that kind of way of expressing herself, but she could have had an actually adult conversation. Her mother was open at that point, mm-hmm. but when she started doing the weak voice, you heard, you even saw in her mom's face, like, oh, God. You yeah, know she's what like, saying? I don't do this. But you could tell she already knows her mama don't yeah. do that. And not only that, but what was also interesting was she said that, you know, they don't do hugs. But the sisters do hugs now, but the well, mom don't do hugs. They do hugs now that they're adults, but, you know, growing yeah. up as kids, you know, they didn't do hugs. And, of course, they were, uh, the mom, you know, called them names such as bitches and things like that. But, I mean, I, I think that just opened up to show uh, the world their kind of dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of uh, families out there that don't know how to communicate, don't know how to express themselves with the problems that they were already facing where yeah. mom having drugs and alcohol and smoking is a, a problem or obstacle. I'm sure there was plenty of 
stuff in the way that got in the way of the touching and, and natural of connection that you have with your family. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, Drunk. I thought it was just sad. I was like, see, that's why they're like that. That's why she's ready to kick her mama out as soon as her mama gets in because, like, it's just uh, so many levels of... There's so many blockage up between her and her mom, but at the same time, it's, I just think that the therapy session kind of took a vulnerable... Like, Selena became vulnerable. <clears throat> and, you know, she really... And, and I think she's really kind of, like, want to get in touch with her mom and really want to have her mom in her life and kind of have that relationship what she had with her children. But at the same time, her mom, she don't see that. All, only thing she sees is that, hey, I'm in your house. I can't smoke. I can't drink. You know, life for me is like real miserable. Mm. But at the same time, it's just like Selena want to reach out to her because she want that relationship because now her and her sisters have a, a better relationship. And I'm pretty sure what they did what they had when they was children because of the mom situation with the drugs and the alcohol and how she raised them to basically to be tough and not to show any emotions. But now they have feelings because, again, like she said, we hug, you know? And it, it's kind of fun the way um, Celicia the- did it. She was like, oh, like, should we hug? And then it's like, okay, yeah, we hug. Mm-hmm. Not like a real genuine hug. Like, you, you, if I want to hug my sister, I'm just going to hug her and be like, not ask, but just hug her and say, hey, I appreciate you, and that's it. Now that you guys... As we're discussing this, I think that for them to have the family counseling with Dr. Shea, I don't think it was the right time because at the very end of their uh, of their session, she says that she wants, you know, she's thinking about having a beer and a cigarette. And so I think before she can have peace and 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 get to the resolution with her kids she needs to have her own therapy session with her with her own issues before she can uh before she can speak with the family and so she has an abuse issue so i think she needs to take care of that first because once you take care of those issues then i think she would be prone to to discuss more things with the kids because mm-hmm. she'll be able to recognize what it is that's causing her problems to want to drink and want to smoke while she's actually in a therapy session with her family. But I think the biggest issue is that she don't want to go to therapy. She <laughs> don't true. want yeah. the help. So, yeah. you know, by Selena kind of taking initiative, like, hey, let's all go to therapy, I think it's a starting point for her where she can kind of realize, like, hey, you know what? I do have an issue. I do have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as they continue to go to therapy, that it will actually kind of break the ground between her, Selena, and the family because now she realizes and she's seeing that I have these issues, I have these problems, I have to address them. Even though I'm not going to a drug or alcohol abuse counselor, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can kind of talk about my issues in my past. And a lot of times, that's what it takes for people, just being able to talk to somebody who's unbiased to resolve issues. I just think everything was on point until it got to the point where she got too emotionally connected to what was going on. I thought Mm -hmm. she was in a very strong position and I mean, it takes a lot, especially when it's something that you're a part of, Mm -hmm. but being that she saw that that was a proper way to to finally address what's going on or at least get to a point where they were almost about to see eye to eye, I felt like she just dropped the ball when she just got too emotionally in there and started like getting her mom to be caught up in the wrong emotion where she was listening, aware, and, and probably would have had a great conversation. But, I, think, yeah. I think a lot of times what it is, people feel like, hey, if I show some type of emotion, maybe you might respond and show some emotion to me. Even if you don't respond with emotions towards me, at least you'll understand that, you know what, this person really cares about me. It's not just that, you know, I'm always, they always disagree with me, but mm-hmm. they really care about me because they're able to cry for me. 
Okay. Well, I have some things that I want to address and I want to bring to your attention. I want to bring to you guys' attention Serial Buddies, which stars Maria Menounos, Henry Winkler, Christopher Lloyd. It is out on DVD and iTunes. So what you guys need to do, uh, we would really appreciate it, is if you guys go to our uh, iTunes website on AfterBuzz TV and go and download or purchase Serial Buddies. It is a laugh out loud comedy. I went to, um, I actually saw it twice. And so it's a really funny movie. Like I said, it stars Maria Menounos. Nunos, Henry Winkler, um, Christopher Lloyd, Kathy Lee Gifford, and a bunch of other all-star cast. So iTunes, Serial Buddies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. So um, before we go into Monifa and her fam, do we have anything else we want to say in regards to Celine and her mom? And No, I mean, I really just think they just kind of really work on the situation. Mm-hmm. I think like now it's a breaking ground. Mm-hmm. So I think they're able to grow on that. As long as they kind of see eye to eye, again, mm-hmm. it's that open communication that they have to have amongst mm-hmm. each other in order to like to grow or even have any type of relationship with each other. Because I'm pretty sure it's been pretty intense mm-hmm. with her mom living in the house. Mm-hmm. So hopefully now she's got a lot going on. Like that's oh. that's the biggest thing. I mean, the whole the whole gist of her music coming together and having that album. Mm-hmm. I actually like seeing them work together. I like that whole process. So it's like it's hard to really be able to effectively create and, you know, get engaged with that kind of lifestyle and, and career um, needs when you're dealing with so much at home, you got to take oh, yeah. care of somebody. Which is, why I, which is why I always question, why was it Selena who their mom had to go stay with? She has two other sisters. Why couldn't and the mom... And one's a nurse. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 right, and one's a nurse. So I don't understand why the mom had to go to one of those. And then Selena, she's already working on a couple albums. She's working yeah. on the one with Music So Child, which we reported last week. And mm. I actually, I like the song. They're doing a reggae, they're doing a reggae album together. You know, it's very... Um, it's just it has a nice flow to it. I like I like the song. I think the bigger issue with that, and and I said it before, is just the fact that neither one of the sisters want to deal with the mom at the present moment. Mm-hmm. It's not so. I really think if it get too bad, it'll be from house to house that her mom would go to, or her mom would just go back home. Mm-hmm. So they're basically trying Selena. Maybe Selena has a bigger house. Who mm-hmm. knows? That's probably the only thing I thought. Maybe yeah. there's kids in the best room. Well, I'll just say this and then we can move on. I think that with all the multiple albums that she's doing, Music Soul Child told her, you know, you're you're wearing too many hats. And then she's dealing with her. She's dealing with her biological mom. And then she's dealing with the other mama, Angie Stone, trying to, you know, (laughs) play mama to everyone else. So I just feel like it's too much. And I also feel that that um, Brenda needs to go to counseling herself. But she's not willing to, so it's just kind of one of those things. But uh, speaking of uh, speaking of parents, so we got to see Monifa's daughter in uh, mm. last night's episode. Mm-hmm. We got to see your daughter last night, and so Therese, which is Monifa's partner, is uh, toying around with the idea of wanting to pro- propose to Mon- uh, to Monifa. The only issue is in New York, where uh, Therese is, it's. Um, it's legal to have same sex to have same sex uh, um, marriages. marriages, which in Atlanta, where Monifa is at, that's not that's um, that law hasn't passed. But however, she wants to she wants to marry and propose to Monifa, and so she goes to Monifa's daughter. Which, what do you guys think about that? I thought it was a great representation of things that people our society goes through nowadays mm-hmm. i think uh with the way sports and there's a lot of groundbreaking things happening you know i feel like that's something that's 
going to be more common for kids mm-hmm. to have to deal with. And I thought it was a great representation of you can have your beliefs. You should be able to communicate with anybody and coexist. Mm-hmm. And this is a situation where, you know, her mother's chosen to live that way. She has a partner. It's gone to that extent. And the daughter is still a, a Christian and mm-hmm. believes in things that Christian values have, that the values that Christians have and to the certain kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was, I thought they respected each other. I, I, I mean, there's going to be a situation where not everybody's going to agree with you. You know what I mean? And you don't have to all of a sudden hate each other or, you know, I thought her bringing up the whole, this issue could break up a family and that's something that I don't want to happen. I won't allow happen. I thought that was very important. I think that, I mean, like I said, you may be you, I may be me, and that person may be that person. But what matters is that we're able to coexist and not hurt each other. I just, my tongue is just, I have to say this. <laughs> so you said that that the daughter feels that, you know, her mom chose to make a decision. There are some people that are out there who are listening and, and watching what may disagree and say it was not something that she chose. Well, I just want to say about- that. Lifestyle wise, <clears throat> okay. I mean, what you believe or what you think inside, you you don't have any choice, or how you feel, you don't have any choice. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to do walk in that those shoes. Like if I was somebody who felt I was homosexual and I was living on the DL, then I'm contradicting myself. Mm-hmm. But if I'm homosexual and I decide to live a homosexual life and be <clears throat> proud of who I am and coexist with anybody else, then that was a choice. Monifa made a choice and has a partner, so they made a choice to come together and want to engage in holy matrimony, which is something that is, you know, controversial for her daughter. But mm-hmm. at the same time, because her mother made that choice with her lifestyle, not necessarily based off of how she feels inside and what she believes herself, it's still the same situation where she made a choice to, you know, not be scared, mm-hmm. which was what, you know, should you shouldn't be scared of being who you are or deciding mm-hmm. the choices that you make. You shouldn't. If I decide to smoke weed, I'm not going to smoke weed just in my car. I'm going to smoke weed in front of all my friends and, and anybody else who do and don't like it. Same gist. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, that kind of posed a great mm-hmm. question to everyone. Did Therese do a, right, a, a great thing by asking Monifa's daughter um, about her, pretty much her mom's hand in marriage? So let's go to iTunes iTunes, please check us out on iTunes. You can rate us. Please rate us. Please leave the comments that we have about the question posing. Did Therese do the right thing by asking Monifa's daughter about asking Monifa hand in marriage? Well, also, download iTunes, the AfterBuzz um, application on your iPhone, Android. Please rate us. Give us five stars. We want to kind of hear your opinions and comments about the show, what we can do to make the show better, to make it more entertaining for you guys. Go to iTunes.com. All right. Mm -hmm. So were you guys surprised... That Monifa's daughter, whose mom is gay, are you surprised that she has the feelings that she has, although her her mom is? I mean, you, I, you never know. I mean, I just think- Atlanta is a big city that has a large population mm-hmm. of homosexuality, so I feel like it's something that's majorly exposed out there amongst the kids but I mean I think your personal choice or your reaction to things is something that you can't necessarily control Mm -hmm. and I think the most important thing is to you know find what you do believe in stand on that and then like be able to be able to talk and communicate with people of opposite opinions so that maybe maybe one day you'll be more open minded but if you don't have a real choice uh, I think that's your biggest thing just don't go out there I don't really have a feeling or whatever Mm -hmm. like 
think besides care. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing about her daughter is that you know she's been kind of been raised up, and she's no, she probably have a relationship with her father. And she, and again, like she said, you know that's pretty much a decision between you and my mom. But you know I don't agree or disagree, but at the same time, in religious belief, you know it's it's, it's thought of to basically for a man and woman to be with each other. She's like, I will give you my prayers and everything. I'm not gonna say don't do it, but if that's what y'all feel. You know that's y'all go ahead and do it. And I kind of respect her for her yeah. response or what she kind of gave Therese because again. At the end of the day, it's Monifa and Therese's decision what happened. And her daughter, like, she's old enough mm-hmm. to really understand, like, okay, you know you know what? That's your choice. I'm going to make my choice. And that's great to show maturity in yeah. a situation like that. She could have ran, acted crazy, or, you know. It, you ain't my, ain't my mama. You know, it's, it's just, like, it's good to see, you know, us as people, but just people in general, you know, taking the higher road, taking the more conscious decisions and being able to handle things or show people how to properly handle situations mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And if you know, uh, if you go back to season one, her Monifa's daughter was very vocal then mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. she uh, told her about uh, her partner, Therese. You know, her daughter then said, you know, I don't agree with it, but, you know, kind of sure. kind of if you like it, I love it kind of thing. Yeah, so, so it's your decision. I can't tell you not to do it totally. because you are my mom. And because of the fact that with the society that we have, it is welcoming on all levels now. So mm-hmm. it's like if that's what you like. That's what you do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm going to be a person, you know, a heterosexual person to respect my own opinion as of what I do mm-hmm. also. So, yeah, I, I totally I totally give her props because to see a child um, vocally express yeah. their their opinion and their disagreements with what the lifestyle that their parents or parent lives, I think I think that's courageous. And I, and I commend her for um, for standing on her own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So now let's get into the more controversial uh, topic that came in uh, last night's episode. Okay, so Nikki, it's the show started off with Nikki having to knock on the door. So her girls from Brownstone uh, comes in and the two girls were... Um, the two girls' name is uh, what were the two girls' names? It was I can't find it right now. Brownstone affiliates. Oh, Tisha Max, uh, Tisha Max. <laughs> Brownstone. They hadn't recorded in seventeen years, so I honestly, I could not. If those were the original members, I couldn't tell. I honestly could not tell. I remember one girl. She left and uh, and she had a solo career. Kiona or something like that. Are those the original members or are those the second members who kind of like took over Brownstone after they kind of gave Nikki the rights to everything of Brownstone? I have no no idea because I honestly could not recognize any of those girls. Yeah, I think it's probably the girls from the second set of Brown... Second set of Brownstone. That's what I'm thinking. And those (laughs) girls, in no disregard to Nikki, but those girls look younger. Yeah. They look younger than Nikki, so they look yeah. like they've been kind of like you said, the replacement girls. They're like the Temptations. Yeah, it's <laughs> right because the Temptations and had a, a slew. Everybody uh, yeah. replace it. We gonna keep the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Nikki, uh, so Nikki says that she wants to, you know, give this thing a go. And I liked how one of the girls is like, "Hold on one second, what's the purpose?" You know, like they wanted to know exactly yeah. why we here. You know, we flew all the way to Atlanta. They was like, "Okay, why are we here? Are but we I gonna really do show, it?" That was like the epitome of what 
was like a viewing of what that relationship probably was. Exactly. It was like you could obviously tell that everybody was well, Nikki's running that whole situation. I probably was the dominating character. Obviously, the girls flew there. Obviously, they're trying to. They don't even know what was going on, but they mm-hmm. like they hoping Brown Stowe was coming on. But they was like, I hope this this can't be another false start, mm-hmm. which yeah. shows that the reason why they be stopping ain't because of them. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. So everybody sees that, you know, the drama is nigga. Yeah. <laughs> One of the girls is nigga. like, I'm not in I'm not in the position to stop to start and stop again. So if we're gonna do this, let's do this. So you're right, that shows really that the bigger the bigger issue the bigger issue is probably Nikki Gilbert. Yeah, it just so you gotta look at the way people interact. There's not so much what you say is is what the meaning yeah. behind mm-hmm. the questions. Like, why would you be concerned about that? Why would you fly out here if you don't even know exactly what's going on? Thank you. Exactly. You're in a position where you. Uh, yeah, I just, I just think that you know the girls are in a position where they feel like if we're gonna do it, let's do a hundred percent. Let's really make it successful. Um, and again, like she says, like, hey, we haven't recorded. They haven't. Brownstone haven't had no music out in seventeen years. That's kind of a a, mm-hmm. a big gap to kind of come back in the industry and trying to reunite and try to rebuild a brand from seventeen years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of curious to kind of see what's going to happen with that because seventeen years are not doing anything at all. Who's your who's your who's your dedicated fans? Well, I think they just hope that her. Nikki Wave of what she's done solo then the whole oh she had a girl group bring it back remember those two songs and yeah. then like but three, as you can see like three, the track record with three. Nikki it hasn't been great at all mm-hmm. every time she starts to do something yeah. it fails yeah. so again you gotta kinda look at like what, are the, what is the bigger picture and what is the bigger issue as we go further on in this episode we get to see what the issue is mm-hmm. you wanna explain what happens when she brings the girls to that little venue um, so Nikki brings the girl <laughs> to the venue and, you know, kind of explains to them that, hey, you know, I'm doing a charity event. I'm doing it for is it underprivileged women or abused women. Yeah, it was. They were at the Sugar Hill venue, some some little place in, in Atlanta. And <laughs> it's it's the reunion or the it's the, the reemergence of Brownstone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a charity event. And then they are doing makeovers for 21 women who have been abused or or, yeah. have, or or they've had a hard time. So it's kind of a lot going on in this whole, like, reuniting Brownstone. Because, first of all, mm-hmm. you're reuniting the group. and everybody, But, of course, you're going to have your select fans. But then it's like a total makeover for 21 people. But then it's like a charity event. So won't you just say it's a charity event where... What we're doing is Brownstone will be playing as reuniting. As the entertainment. Exactly. But not like, hey, it's the event where Brownstone is reuniting. This is our event. So you got three events going on in one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like suspect off top when she kind of explains to everybody. Everybody's looking at her with, with like, hey, what are you really talking about? You know, mm-hmm. like you're telling us three different things. Like, what do you want us to do? And then what's interesting, after Selena last week just said... It was my fault. I learned my lesson. I should have never um, did the video with Nikki there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the hell did Selena show up to this Again, invite like, in Selena, the first place? Like she's a friend overall. It, it was an, it, I think she's she, just a bigger person. Yeah, it she, just takes like a she, bigger person. She invited that. the divas out. So she's looking for the help and support of each and every single person. But again, mm-hmm. Selena has a great, she has a good heart. Everything that went between her and Nikki, she's still supportive of the diva and she's supportive of Nikki from a far, from a distance. So you got to kind of, I give big ups to, to, to um, Selena because, again, 
She's there. She's being supportive. No matter what, no matter how many times Nikki stab her in the back and be disrespectful to her, she's still supporting her and the things that she do. At least hear her out about what she wants to do. But, like Selena said, hey, I don't think I'm going to partake in the performance part of it. Yeah. I'll donate to you guys, but I won't take part in a performance. And, I, you know, I, and again, I kind of applaud her for that because, again, she's basically separating her relationship between her and Nikki and letting all the other individual girls know that, hey, you know, I'm here for y'all, but... I can't do business and I can't work with Nikki. Okay, and we also forgot to mention that in addition to it being the reunion of Brownstone, the charity events, and the 21 makeovers for um, for women in need, mm-hmm. then she wants all the divas to come and do a song at the um, at the end as a, for the finale. So that's where that's where the, it becomes the, a big concert. Yeah, that's where it becomes literally a big concert. I just feel that Nikki has stabbed you in the back. The gut. She didn't put your hair weave out. I mean, she's done so many things. I think it would be safer if she just not have shown up. Luckily, everything was didn't go. There was no drama, mm. but there was no drama because it was something that Nikki needed a favor. She wanted people to do something for her. So I just feel like to prevent you from having to, you know, uh, get turned up. Just don't show up. That's just how I feel. I mean, I just think Selena did it in a respectable way, mm-hmm. like a woman should do. It. Just like I'm let you know right now. I'm not going to come. Mm-hmm. She didn't go behind her back and, and, you know, talk about the issue of the situation. She's like, hey, you know, I would donate, you know, financially, mm-hmm. but I will not come. I will not perform. Yeah, but she, I said, think, she said she would sponsor one of the women, so she would, you know. But I think that take- was important and key because with her being there, then they see that it's not like she's just trying to add fire, fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. It's really just Nikki. It's really just Nikki being mm-hmm. able to put herself and make an ass of herself. Mm-hmm. She's like, just stay there, stay a part of the team, and, you know, the truth shows. And it's yeah. showing it more and more. The girls are looking like, you know what? This girl's just She's crazy. Always something going on yeah, now. I was saying, Kiki's Before crazy, it was but... like, they couldn't tell because there was so much battling between them. And when two people fight, it's something to look at. And then you question who's really the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But when you see one person attacking, attacking, and then somebody handling something professionally yeah. or the right way, all of a sudden you start looking at the person who's always turned up. Because you look at Nikki, <clears throat> like her facial expression, like when Selena tells her, hey, I won't be there, Nikki kind of look at it with like the stank face, like, why'd you even come anyway? So again, I, and, and I was getting ready to mention that she had a, she, like, I think only because Nikki wanted to, she wanted a favor. That was the only reason why she was nice. But had Selena. If it was a two of them by themselves, yeah. Nikki would have got crump. She would have mm-hmm. got like <clears throat> crump and felt like, yo, I don't need you. I'm bet I'm better than you. Why are you even here? I don't know why I asked you to come. And it, those are the type of response I think if it was just Nikki and Selena mm-hmm. that Nikki would have gave Selena. Yeah. Like I got two punts, like ah, I got you. Gut check. So so we so we go into Selena and mm-hmm. so Selena basically says, um, I won't perform, but I will donate. Boom, yeah. she was done with the situation. Now let's go into uh let's go into Latasha because Latasha became a little sneaky. She, became, she was just looked like but, I don't even know if she wanted just to be more part of the show or she got a little Angie Stone bite on her to where all of a sudden she started doing the whole let me meet up with people, let me start some fires, put mm-hmm. people together to talk about the issue. I thought that was kinda 
kind of real set up ish. Yeah, I think <laughs> overall, like they should have came together outside of Nikki and talk about it amongst each other and see how they feel about it. But I think all the little small meetups and groups and stuff, what it does, is just, again, you just kind of feed off negative. Yeah, you feed off negativity from someone else, and now you just feel like, oh well, I don't want to do it because of this. I don't know why she did this and this. And it's, and it, and in a way, it's kind of like tit for tat. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's just immature. Let me just play devil's advocate. It was apparent how Selena felt, obviously, because of what Nikki's done. Latasha, at that meeting, she just kind of sat there, I believe, with her arms folded, and she just kind of looked. But I don't think that's a part of Latasha's character to call a big meeting. Like, she went to Selena. I don't know why she went to Selena because we never seen the two of them meet. So I don't know why her and Rocky. I don't know why her. I don't know why Latasha and Rocky. And I said, and 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 Rock's my boy because I love. I love how he was like, you're going to put all of these women who have sold millions of records, you're going to put them in a building that's the size of a high school prom or the size yeah, of Chuck E. Cheese. Is yeah. Barney going to be there? It, it, it was pretty bad. But I guess, you know, in reference to, you know, with um, Latasha Rocky and um, Selena, just the verification, just to let Rocky know, hey, this is what really happened. This is Selena, how Selena feel about it. And everything, yeah, I, I didn't think he really played a big part. Like, yeah, it was kind of comical and stuff. But at the same time, at the end of the day, like Latasha had a certain feeling the way she felt, mm-hmm. and you know, she just wanted to kind of ex- like ex- talk to Selena about it with Rocky, her manager, and everything. But they kind of husband, made, yeah, her mm-hmm. husband. But at the same time, they just made a key point to where is that? Hey, you know, and he said it's like it's the same. She's doing the same thing that you and Selisa was trying to do: mm-hmm. put a tour together and wanting everyone to perform. She's just doing in a in a manner in a manner of hey, it's for a charity event, but I'm still gonna have all these divas perform for my event, which mm-hmm. I think was trifling. Well, I'm the trifling part was yeah. the fact that the foundation wasn't together. To right, but, wait, 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 hold on, wait, 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 quite a little shady because we've never seen you uh, have any kind of private conversations with Selena so I do feel that that was a little little messy but I love it but I think like right now like what it is everybody's starting to form like trying to see who's who's what Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and again Mm -hmm. it probably before she probably didn't meet up with her because you know, her and Nikki were always kind of going battling back and forth. But now she kind of seeing the true character of Nikki. And now you kind of look at her like, oh, well, Selena's not the bad person. You know, she didn't send that email blast out about uh, um, the Divas being on tour. And, you know, Selena is a re- reasonable person that I can kind of like work with and be a friend with and do business with. So everything is not like Selena, 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 the way Nikki kind of like picked, like pictured her to be. But at the same time, Latasha probably feel like, you know what? I can talk to her because she's sensible because, again, she don't have any ties with the show. Mm-hmm. And she already said she's not going to do this, do the show. So she probably feel like, hey, I can talk to her. You're right. Latasha, I take that I back. I got you, Latasha, girl. Don't worry about it. <laughs> my bad, Latasha. I take it back. I, I, I take it back. I stand on my ground. That's snaky. <laughs> but it's all I, good. But I'm just looking one, for a business perspective. One yeah. thing I was going to say, though, with this particular situation, it's not like I blame her as a to be a sneaky person, but being around these particular women and how they handle things and how all the craziness that goes on, you end up, I guess, getting involved in how to play the game almost. Mm-hmm. So I think that was her... Pulling the Angie move and realizing that I have to section off these women to really get into what's going on. But I still think that's like it it can be informative if you come at it that way. But it can also add to the fire, which became although they were talking about the situation and it was something to make fun of. 
I thought there was a little bit of a Keisha Cole in there with Beyonce and <laughs> Michelle in there where it was just like you just tweeted on them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You tweeted your hate. And I think it was, it, you could have broke that down professionally and been like, you know, I just think with the, the caliber of women we have, that's just not a venue that will adequately withstand your kind of performances that you do. No, they were like, the Barneys and I, and I thought it was funny. I thought it was great comedic timing. But at the same time, I think that's what happens when you go running around <laughs> talking about issues like that with other people. If you feed into that kind of energy, all of a sudden, you become that kind of person. Can we talk about that venue just for a second? <laughs> all right, so when Nikki was in there, you know, giving her, her, giving her instruction, I mean, literally, this was... This was the stage, and then this was the step. So you have the stage. You have the stage. This is where this is where the girls will be performing, and then just a step down will be where everyone's watching. Yeah, and it was pretty kind of like you know I'm putting on my first performance it was ever. Schoolish, and yeah, it was kind of elementary schoolish. But like I said, I think I don't know what the purpose really of that whole thing was, and hopefully it was for the abused women and all that. But it felt like it was so much going on that it couldn't have been the source of why everybody came together. You know, whether or not it was done right or professionally, it still was mishandled in the sense that the women... It'd be one thing if they had a great venue, had a great experience for the women yeah. to enjoy. They wouldn't even look at it like it was a whack thing. They'd be like, oh, okay, this is a real dope thing we could do. And, yeah. and they probably would have wanted to sing. But mm-hmm. if it looked like a high school gym or high school prom, like they said, then, of course, they're going to come in yeah, like I, that. I think the venue selection was real bad. And, I, again, I just think it, it was just an opportunity but Nikki for Nikki. her her business when it comes to her and the, the, the store and the daughter... It's not too well prepared. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I just think it wasn't well prepared. And she was really just trying to do something just for Brownstone. But, she, you know, I think the bigger issue is that she wanted to involve the Divas. So the fact that it can be more successful than what it is with the Brownstone. Because you look at, oh, Angie Stone's performing. You got mm-hmm. Kiki performing. You have uh, Selena performing. You have uh, Monifa performing. So then it's going to bring out a crowd because of all these other performers at the event. But I don't think Nikki is able to perf- basically to pull off an event like that to be success mm-hmm. to be successful, especially after 17 years of absence in the music industry. We're going to get into Monifa and Angie Stone in just a second. But what was also I found interesting was the fact that Brownstone, or Nikki went and got choreographers. She went and had her. She went and got an agent and choreographer. I just thought that was so funny. I think that was just like over the top because that's not Brownstone themselves. Exactly. So you know, she's talking about like you know, I want the, I want it to be like uh, uh, when Beyonce was at the Super Bowl and Destiny's Child. You know, got, yeah. But that's not you. That's not Brownstone. Y'all don't have that type of music, right? Yeah. That's what happens when you try to reinvent yourself or come back. You always end up... But at the same time, they don't have the music to reinvent themselves right now. They're playing their old music from 17 years ago. For her to have a choreography, like, your song basically really requires you to do one, two step left, right, and just kind of like, Bob, I'm I'm singing. And and like she said, when she first walked in, she's like, well, you know, we don't do choreography because all I do is sing. But now she's trying to like really trying to implement choreography in the show. I think it's going to be a disaster. I don't think the show is going to happen. I think the show's going to happen and it's going to be horrible. <laughs> I, I really think it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Monifa and Andy Stone has a discussion now with Latasha. So Latasha went and had a meeting with with uh, her husband, manager Rocky, and Selena. Selena. And now she has a meeting with Angie and Monifa. It's like I, feeds it to the energy. But Once I, you get a good laugh, you'd be like, ooh, I'm going to talk to them. I bet you they got jokes to say, too. But I think the whole meeting is probably more so of Angie Stone just kind of <clears> get the um, the idea and the feeling of what everyone else thinks. 
And just so happened that, you know, Selena's not in the meeting because Selena already said, hey, I don't want to do, I'm not going to perform. But at the same, so she already knows Selena's feeling about it. And I think just her, Monifa, and Latasha meeting up is basically an Angie Stone idea because that's what Angie does. But something that, something that Latasha did that I thought was interesting, that when she was having the meeting with uh, with the two young ladies, she did reveal information that, you know, basically she had been having conversations with Nikki and she revealed that Nikki has always told Latasha that she's always wanted, well, as of lately, she wants to get back with Brownstone and she really wants to get into this, but not at one time had charity ever been mentioned with the tour with Brownstone. Yeah, like the charity thing and, you know, doing something for the bad abused women, that's just something new. And I think that's just more of a sympathy thing that Nikki's using to get all the ladies involved. Because you can't say no to a charity and you can't really say no to abused women Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you're giving back to the community. And that's exactly what Angie said. Angie said you're going to... But again... Nikki's very, she's very smart because Andy said, you're going to bring all of us here together, not knowing what you're, not knowing what we're here for. You're going to drop a bomb, a bomb on us that you're having a concert or a charity event. So are we really supposed to say no? Mm. Yeah. So Um, she totally played them like a deck of cards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She kind of used a sympathy card for the charity event Mm -hmm. and for the abused women. Again, like I said, you can't say no because... There's a lot of great charities out there and a lot of great charities that a lot of people do events for charity, whether it's music events, whether it's walkathons to help raise awareness about a charity. And again, for like abused women, you're kind of giving back to a community. So it's like you're kind of giving to multiple people in one entire situation because you're giving to a charity and organization, but you're also giving back to abused, better and abused women in a community. So you're kind of like you're helping the community out, but you're also helping the charity out, charity out on a bigger scale. She just should have got with an established foundation or something. I thought, and like so, I said, it and, just became and, more of a and, weird thing. To look and at. so now let's get into the let's get into the Angie Stone. So Angie goes to her place of business and she confronts her. Hmm. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Well, Angie goes to Nikki <laughs> and confronts her just about the whole charity and, and trying to uh, do the donation that she said she was going to give $100. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which I thought was very funny. I, I don't know. $100 is a lot of money, and it's very hard to work Not to Angie for Not and get that. According, so, according to CelebrityNetworth.com, Angie Stone is worth $10 million. I'm put just your saying. money out there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I thought it was a little for her to be like she's first class, be walking around with the the motorcycle with a face on it and all that. It just it sounded, but I thought she saw or could feel that it was something going on in the air, regardless, which would make me okay with what what she said. But when it comes to a real foundation, I would hope that would be a lot more than that. I, I think what it was is that Angie kind of threw a hundred dollars out there because she kind of felt like the mockery of what Nikki was trying to do mm-hmm. and trying to use it and basically like manipulate everyone to kind of come into this do this event for her overall because I'm pretty sure she gives more than a hundred dollars mm-hmm. to any type of charity because again first of all it's a tax write off mm-hmm. and the second mm-hmm. of all is that you know she again she's worth ten million dollars mm-hmm. overall that's the first thing but at the second thing like when she addresses the issue to Nikki which is great for her to come in and do that because again she had her her, she had she had her opinion. She had questions that she won't answer because, again, like she said, she did her research. As anybody should do their research when you kind of a doing any type of event, because then you want to kind of know who's going to be there. Don't what type just of throw your money out there. there. Mm-hmm. You know, is a is it a real organization and who am I helping out? And mm-hmm. she said that she she googled and looked up the divas and wildflower dot org and that there was no information. And then so <laughs> and, so 
so then Nikki goes. To, uh, Nikki tries to say that the organization is not established. It's from her daughter. It, it was something like her, yeah. her, her daughter yeah. thought about doing this stuff and it's not established. And I'm just like, how you gonna ask somebody to do something for a charity event or something that's not even established? You're taking money, you're taking donations from individuals for something that's not even established. That's like me saying like, yo, hey, black, let me get a hundred dollars in. And then showing what your true desires are. And then Angie's, and then Nikki said that I never said that it was charity. And then they go back and they rewind the clip and they shut the clip. I mean, Nikki completely, she completely showed her ass. And what I found was interesting is when uh, Nikki, when uh, Nikki was was steaming some clothes and Angie came in, she's like, "Hey, come on in here. I ought to steam yourself with your skinny self." Then, as they're fighting and going on in the confessionals, she was like, I wanted to... Snatch that chair into your big ass. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're so rude yeah. because the fact that, you know, you, you're being called out. Yeah, you she know? Got, that shows she was called out. Mm-hmm. It's every, Like I said, it's not necessarily what you say is what's going on and what it represents. But there's also, so much that was going on. She also underneath. told um, Angie, like, hey, you think Brownstone needs you, but you really look at... Angie is a reputable like she like she's in the industry. She's reinventing herself. She's been in the industry continuously. Beat continuously is growing within the in- industry. Brownstone hasn't done nothing in seventeen years. Yes, Nikki, you need her. You need her to bring people out. You need her to perform at your event because what else do you have? And I love the, and I love the fact that she says that we are the only group that Michael Jackson's hands laid on, and the fact that you know. Brownstone can basically, you know, do without you. You gonna thrive I, off because Michael Jackson laid their hand because he laid his hands on you? No, that's old and that's dead. That's seventeen years ago. But what do you have now? Music has changed. Everything is digital right now. Now every, everything you have is on like record players and stuff. I, <laughs> like seriously, it's outdated. Like she's outdated and she really feels like, hey. Brownstone has an opportunity to come back without the help of other people. I don't think so. And how can Nikki feel offended? I don't understand yeah. how she could feel offended when it's guilt. Well, it's, yeah, it's like it's like being caught with your pants down. It's, it's, like, if you see somebody in the mirror looking at themselves, and all of a sudden you catch them, they all of a sudden feel a certain way. They're going to do a reaction, get mad, because, lash out, or whatever. Because they're know, embarrassed. You know what it is? The bigger issue is that Nikki felt like, man, these are my friends. They're not going to question me. But now the questions start to arise amongst everyone. So Angie calls her out on all the questions. So now she feels guilty because she don't know how to respond and answer all these questions anymore because they start to ask questions. They start to ask questions about the charity, start to ask questions about the event, they start to ask questions about Nikki's character. So now she's like, I'm, it's like backing somebody into a corner. What do you do? She gets mad. She gets angry. Mm-hmm. Same thing she do at every single time she get a disagreement with somebody. She gets mad. She gets angry. She feel like, oh, I can out-talk you mm-hmm. and then you're going to shut up. What was interesting is when she said, I'm offended and you pissed me off, Angie Song said, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Angie says, nothing. I'm going to say thank you and goodbye. Mm-hmm. And again, again, like everybody's treating her as a professional mm-hmm. woman, a, a, someone who knows how to do business. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say and argue with you. I'm just going to state the facts to you. And a lot mm-hmm. of times when you state the facts to people, they kind of look at it like, oh, I got that old face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas that, I wasn't expecting it for them to kind of ask these type of questions. And Selena does the same thing, too. But, uh, again, everybody's starting to really see Nikki's character. Mm-hmm. Nikki's character is really kind of, it's, it's dirty. Yeah, it's <laughs> very dirty. And speaking... And not thought uh, through. No, not thought through at all. Uh, we are short on time, so let's go really quickly into news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so two, so two things. Uh, the... R&B Divas LA uh, cast, they announced on their website of uh, VH1 that they're going to do, uh, that they're going to premiere three days early on VOD, which is voice, um, uh, voice 
on demand. And so they're going to uh, premiere the uh, the season premiere episode on July 7th, which is three days earlier than the actual premiere, which is uh, July 10th. So look out uh, for that if you guys want to catch R&B Divas LA early. You guys can watch it on uh, VOD uh, July 7th. And then also this past Tuesday here in LA at the LA Theater, there was a... Uh, R&B Diva season two reunion. So yeah, and that's gonna air sometime in July. So once mm. the once we are done with the finale, we'll come back and Man, that's we'll, gonna be and drama. We'll, and we'll we'll get into all of the details about <laughs> what happens. And it's a part two. It's a it's gonna be a reunion part one and part two. So we'll be, be here. And we'll, that's and gonna we'll be turned up. Yeah, like, like super somebody. turned up. Mm-hmm. All right, and so now let's go into predictions. <laughs> All right, Mr. Bell, um, Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I, I, well, I want to see what happens with uh, Monique, 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 thank you, uh, and her girlfriend's relationship and where it goes with the daughter. I think uh, they're going to be able to work past their issues, but I think it still stands, they'll stand on the same beliefs. Mm-hmm. I think the issue with Monifa and the marriage, I think it's really going to be like a, a problem between mm. Therese and Monifa. But at the same time, I think that it's going to be a bigger issue with Nikki and all the other divas because they, cause Nikki, what Nikki's doing right now is really kind of like she's losing the trust in each and, each and every single one of the divas. So I think it's going to be a real controversy with that. Mm. Something's really going to happen. Somebody's, it's going to blow up. Yeah, the only preview that they show was with Nick, uh, is with uh, Monifa, but I think this issue is not done with the whole charity event. No. I think it's going to blow up, and I'm, it, I can't wait for next week's finale to find out exactly what happens with that. But just really quickly with uh, Teresa Monifa, the, the issue is she wants to marry Monifa. She wants to propose. The issue is Teresa does not want to move to Atlanta because the uh, same-sex marriage Marriage is not recognized in the state of Atlanta, but it is in New York. So from Teresa's perspective, she doesn't want to have anything to do with Atlanta. She wants them to, she wants the two of them to move to New York. And Monifa is from New York, but Monifa's career is more important in in Los Angeles. Yeah. So that's a bigger issue. And uh, that's it for now. So what we have to do is um, we have to go, but next week we'll be back for the season finale. So make sure you guys tune in. Please let everyone know where we can find you. You can find me at All Eyes on Black, spelled correctly, or Alfred Thomas on Facebook. Look for my face. And you can find me at, at Larisha Mar. Also, check out TruePeoplesMedia.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bam Erickson. And you can also find me at Big Six Entertainment. That's B I G G S I X X Entertainment, spelled out on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week for RB Diva Season 2 Season Finale. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.